Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But even if we don't like something, we encourage you to engage with the stuff that you do enjoy. Go buy records, go see bands, support them, buy merch. We're not trying to encourage you to like or dislike specific things. We're not aiming to make objective value judgments or be professional critics or tastemakers in any capacity. We big up the stuff that we like. We sometimes make fun of the shit that we don't like, but we ain't trying to tell you what to do. We just want to put new, new stuff in front of you and encourage you to interact with it however you see fit. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice. We randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to, and that's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that your release is a year or less old from the time of submission. That's all the basic shit. Um, I will mention uh, last week you, you may have noticed that the podcast was considerably louder because uh, local pal Ian, friend of the show Ian, uh, who works at a local music company, sent me a mastering plugin for for free ninety nine nice. out of the kindness of his heart. Nice, and uh, I used it on the last episode, and now I I think the last episode was actually arguably too loud. Make it louder. <laughs> uh, so, but I asked a bunch of people. They had that have opinions on audio uh, engineering and stuff, and everybody said it sounded great. Said the background noise was like a little louder because it was a little bit more compressed. I actually I thought of it afterwards, like after the fact, as I often do because my brain is oatmeal. And I threw like the mastering EQ on the entire like master track. I really should have just thrown it on the vocal track because yeah. I already have to take eight to ten dBs out of the music and increase the gain on our vocals just to get the levels right usually. Right. So on this episode, it should sound better. There won't be any additional compression on the music, uh, but everything should be louder and the vocals will be nice and crisp and up high in the mix and uh, everybody should be happy and pleased. You won't have to adjust to your systems. Good. So we've done it. We finally make it, did make it. Make it loud so they got to turn it way the fuck down. I, t- I, I compared us to like, you know, our contemporaries and even some pro, some pro podcasts. Yeah. And we were as the kids say, we're bussing for real, for real. Is that what they say now? Yeah, they say I can't keep up with the kids. <laughs> it's bussing for real, for real. Jeez, what does that even mean? Oh, it's a mystery. It's bussing for real, for real. On God, fam, no cap. <sighs> Blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could take you to. I could take you to school. It's man. like I don't even speak the language anymore. Well, speaking of which, you know, I'm feeling. I'm. I'm. I'm a bit of a high. Because I was praised by several teens today out in public. Oh. So I'm, I'm riding high off the you, praise of children. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked that very, very scrutinizing demographic. That's right. Yes, exactly. I was at the uh, the record show, which sucked. I heard about it last minute. I went and looked at some records, and some kids were there looking at records. And they said, hey, aren't you the guy from the bug house? I was like, I am indeed. And they said, whoa, that's so cool. And I was like, it's not, yes, very, it is, it's <laughs> fucking cool. It's not very cool at like, all. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be an almost 33-year-old man. Man who's still sinking hundreds of dollars in time and energy. What are you going to do? What <laughs> yeah. else are you going to do? And uh, then when Raise I pulled kids. up, then when I pulled, yeah, yeah, for sure. Then when I pulled up to Starbucks moments after that, another teen working there, I pulled up, said, whoa, you look super cool. I said, wow, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first comment, yeah, right? Yeah. Teens, teens like the fact that you're on the podcast. Sure. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Right, right. The second one. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's the compliment you think it is. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it was. Know. She seemed really impressed with how cool I looked. Okay. <laughs> it didn't seem condescending. No, I'm not saying it's condescending. I'm just saying that um, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. So children often dress like shit. Yeah, they look that's like what dog shit. They look like yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I was right. wondering. I was like, damn, maybe I'm really doing something right. wrong if the teens right. are approving I, of I, how I, I look. I, I think that you're doing something right if you are invisible to teens. That's exactly it, right? That's that's the that is the goal. And usually I am because I, I've talked about it on the show before, but I've gotten to the point where. Nobody who attends the bug house, unless they're a band that I'm interacting with, they don't even know my name, yeah. which is great. That's a yeah. great spot yeah, to yeah, be yeah. in for sure. But yeah, I'm riding high off the praise of children there you go. without fully developed frontal lobes. I'm feeling good. Well, it's the same high that parents get when their kids tell them they love them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, right? it's exactly the same. Just like that. So if you don't have anything, I do have, I have something related to production stuff that I wanted to open up, have our, be our weekly prompt. Go ahead, because I was just going to talk some shit about Thanksgiving, but we've already talked shit about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, culturally for a long time. Sure, yeah. All of the tr cultural trappings of Thanksgiving we make fun of every week. I think I, I think I remember hearing Ice-T when I was younger say something about bullshit Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, what's wrong with Thanksgiving? And <laughs> right. then I looked into it. Yeah, yeah, and then it becomes readily apparent. What? I still like Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. You get to eat a bunch of food. I get right? to eat a bunch of food. You see know? people you might not otherwise get That's to right. see. That's right. Um, so we got something from our buddy, our buddy Morrison, who runs a local record store, uh -huh. Welcome Back Records. He texted me. He was the first one to text me. He noticed without prompt, yo, the new episode sounds very good. Yeah. yeah. And he's an audiophile. He's an guy. audiophile. So I thought, damn, okay. And I was like, it's not too compressed. And he's like, nah, it's good. So if he, without prompt you know, texted me to say, this sounds good. I feel pretty strongly about the plugin that we have. He said, Hey, Gray and Nate, first, sorry that this is a bit of long email. Feel free to ignore at your leisure. I almost said leisure there for some reason. At like I was, a, like I was a British butler. That's my, that's my, that's my preference. <laughs> feel free to ignore. At your uh, evening of pleasure. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting that you both tend to comment on the production quality of the majority of the submissions that come your way. It strikes me that the different genres you cover have different expectations in terms of production quality based on the genres. Let's call them the freezing point, which would be the lowest acceptable quality for a track, and the boiling point, which would be the highest acceptable quality. There would also be, let's say, absolute zero, where nothing sounds good, and absolute hot, where the production is so slick that almost anything loses all character and authenticity, like Steely Dan. Fuck Steely Dan. I fucking love Steely Dan, but point taken. From comments that Nate has made recently, it would seem that death metal would have a higher freezing point than black metal, which has a higher freezing point than grind or PV, meaning that death metal requires, at the very least, a competent engineer with some mixing skills in order to pull off something engaging, whereas grind has much more tolerance for low production values. I would Con agree. Con yes, yeah, so far, agree with everything presented here. Conversely, the boiling point of death metal is much higher than grind, with the latter potentially losing its uniqueness as the, produc as the production quality increases. I'm curious about your thoughts on this, whether you agree with that supposition or if you think I've been hitting the crack pipe too hard. Speaking of production, nice work on the latest episode. I typically listen on my phone while I'm working, and it sounds excellent. Good job, Gray. Okay. So thank you. I agree. I agree all around. I, I agree. I don't think I have a lot to expound no, and, upon. And I, I, think that, I think that, you know, especially with... Uh, I think I've even explicitly stated, I don't know if it was in this or the Patreon episodes, but like with a lot of uh, power violence, like, and grind, it, the point 
Yes. Like the, the, the production aids it. The, the, the lo-fi production aids it. For sure. Like, yeah. I think the crossed out stuff sounds fucking better when it sounds like he's screaming through wax paper. Agreed. And, and so for me, I think, and I don't know if I've explicitly stated this on the show before. I may have, but we have many episodes and I forget what I say moments after I say it. But for me, production choice should be as critical a component in what you're doing as selecting the guitar tone, as the songwriting itself, as aesthetic presentation. Like, your production choice is a piece of the end result, right? Like, I have come up against, like, audiophile types in my life who are confounded by why people like black metal, certain strains of black metal to sound quote unquote bad. And it's because it's a component of the art. It's a component of the media that you're consuming. Part of the point. Yes, it is part of the point. And even if you get out of just like the philosophical implications of what your production says about your intentionality with the product, I think some production styles, even if they are more low fidelity, simply serve certain forms of music, right? And higher production values better serve other forms of music. It just is what it is. I think it's all part of the sort of like unique alchemical concoction that makes particular music sound a a particular way. And uh, I think that people, maybe it's more common now than it once was, but I think production choices should be an important and upfront component of how you think about recording your music it shouldn't be an afterthought obviously like basic sort of uh economic resource limitations are going to prevent you from always being able to make the choices you want to we listen to a lot of demos on the show a lot of uh, first efforts a lot of new bands and you work with what you have like that's just all there is to it and even if you're somebody who's been playing music for a long time sometimes a record doesn't come out how you want it to but if you have the resources Take the time and the energy to think about how the production choices you're making are going to serve the music. Don't just think of it as like a means to an end to get your music recorded because it is actually important in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that the stuff that like, especially in the stuff that we listen to, the expectations we have. Yeah. That was kind of stumbled into by accident. Sure, of course. Right. Right. But that's the standard now. Yes. And so, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it changes. Per, I've talked about it. We've, we've talked about it on the show before, too, how certain differences in production choice can change how I perceive what the band is even going for, even if musically it's very similar to, if not the same as something else. Oh, for sure. I talk about it with like beatdown and heavy hardcore and stuff a lot. And I always talk about how like, man, this is a genre that in general would be much better served by utilizing a sort of cavernous death metal style production. Mm -hmm. And anytime that happens, I'm always like, yeah, this sounds better. That's why I'm way more inclined to listen to the progenitors, that kind of stuff that we're doing, boombox style demos, you know, the demise demos, the Marauder demos, the Crown of Thorns demos, all that stuff sounds a million times better to my ear because I think that lo-fi raw production style suits the music better. And I think you probably think that because yeah, that's what it was. Sure. That's, that's what they landed on. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was, it, 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 what began organically is just circumstance or accident. Right. That's what we expect now. For sure. And additionally, it, it changes how I think of even, how I imagine the band might perceive themselves. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there are yeah. certain genres where it makes, uh, makes a really big difference. We talked about it with, like, New York hardcore-style stuff. The raw production on bands like The Consequence and shit like that helps me understand, okay, the dudes in this band are coming at this 
from the perspective of like uh, Doc Martin skinhead guys from mm-hmm. the late 80s. That's what they're going for and their production style reflects that. Or with Oi, super slick production on Oi gets pushes it into a place where I'm like, okay, these are like maybe out of touch older dudes or guys who are trying to play in like a bar circuit and a really warm, nice analog production makes me think these guys get it. I know what they're going for. We probably have similar tastes and reference points. Yeah, you can pull a lot out of that. And, and, you know, it's, it's because it's, it gets back to what I've said before, where like all this stuff, there's really no, there's, there's not a lot of innovation. Sure. In the standard forms. Yes. Yeah. These are set and these are fucking set. The molds are done. Yeah. This is a set format. If you want to play something that sounds like GB, you're going to fucking write a song. It sounds just exactly like a, a Gorilla Biscuit song. Right. And you're going to go for that production. Sure. And people are going to say, yeah, they sound like Gorilla Biscuits. I like it. Yeah, sure. You know? Right. Because that's where we're at. Right. Right. It is, as I've said before, the jazz phase. Indeed. Right. right? We're playing to establish forms. We're playing the standards. We're playing the standards. And so we expect certain productions with certain things. I don't know. There probably is room for innovation, but I'm deeply stupid about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Right? Yeah, I, th- so, I think the I think where we see innovation innovation right now, and it's something that we comment on the show when it happens and it's done with some modicum of skill, is the novel synthesis of several genre subgenre types that make perfect sense together, but maybe haven't been melded in that way exactly before or have only been done so in a few isolated incidents. Yeah, or whether by intentional or accident, something sounds, uh, it, it's an older form, but there's, yeah, it sounds exciting. There's sure. a fret. So this gets into what I was going to talk about. Yeah. That, uh, Payasa band. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, that is really good. Yeah. I've listened is. to that a few times yeah. and I don't know where everybody stands on that, but that is really fucking good. Uh, some of the other tracks that we, the other two tracks that we didn't listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit more beat down. In sure. It, yeah. But I don't like beat down. Like, here's the thing. I don't mind the mosh. Sure, of course. I don't mind you, the fucking... You lived through the 90s. I don't mind that. Right, yeah. What I don't like is how deeply stupid it is. Absolutely. Right? Yes, for sure. And that band somehow does that without sounding deeply stupid. For sure, which is... A, it, it's like, that's a feat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I got feedback from Will, a friend of the show, Will, who said he saw him live. They're very sick live. Uh, said it comes off like true freak shit live yeah. too, you know? Right. And, and so that's it. Like I said, it, it's ambitious. Right. That whole, th- it's just three songs. So right. how ambitious could it fucking be? Come on, what the fuck? Sure. But like that, th- those three songs, all three keep that ambition in that. The, the last track, um, Haunting on Birch Street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's the standout track for me in the, out of those three songs. And like all three of those tracks cling to established form. Right but have some pretty ambitious moments in them. For sure. Yeah. yeah which I, I like that a lot. It fucking stood out to me. Yeah, I think it's cool. So, yeah, that was actually, Morrison, as always, uh, you're a thoughtful dude. You you present thoughtful prompts. I thought eh, it, was a good, it was a good way to start off the episode. It beats it beats us rambling until we inevitably arrive at somewhere very dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And yeah. it's also fully germane to what we do at the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hey, if this is your first episode, don't expect something that sort of... Uh, cogent <laughs> every yeah. every episode but you see you put you picked a good one to start i guess yeah. uh so let's uh let's jump into the queue then we got we got a nice we got a nice spread this week so first up we have uh pollute uh this is a band from australia it was sent in by thomas 
This is members of Satanic Togas, Research Reactor Corp, uh, Cutters, all bands that we like here mm. on the show. Cutters uh, is good. Cutters is really fucking good and a, a little bit slept on, I feel. Uh, then we have got Alien Nose Job with Stained Glass, speaking of Australia. Yep. Uh, Alien Nose Job always puts out dope shit. The new stuff, according to the write-up on this page, is uh, is veering a little bit more on the uh, the like the ACDC style of like rock classic rock and roll stuff. You know. Okay. I'm interested to see uh, here an, an Alien Nose Job take on ACDC. Taking an SSD turn. Perhaps right. Yeah. So this is the the new release on Total Punk. It was uh, it was sent in by Joshua. Then we have got uh, Vampire Blut, Vampire Blood, uh, Magic Alchemica Valer Rosolar Arbiokuk. Come on. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, but this was sent in by our, our good buddy Adam, who said it's like some, you know, solo one-man black, raw black metal stuff. Um, said that the dude has the appearance of being extremely prolific, but also only has like a few songs per release. So. Right, he's just, he's just keeping you on your toes. He's got um, a... Like, yeah, like several releases this year. Is this the one from Pen on Pen? It may be. It may be. Yeah, I I'm think not, so. I'm not he, entirely I, sure. I, in the email, he, there was something about, uh, I think this is the one. He didn't He didn't provide, like, a whole lot more context. I think that. his tape label is putting this out. Oh, no, okay. maybe not. Okay. Um, anyway, th- fuck it. This stuff is really, the. I really like how it looks. Uh, the sort of, like, um, the like, the visual uniformity throughout this is cool. Potentially sketchy. There is a record called Victory or Death with a big life rune on the front of it, right? So anytime you're dealing with one man black, raw black metal, you have it, you're rolling the dice. So. Yeah. But I kind of hope we land on this. It looks really cool. So the one that is from Pen and Pen is Attack Heat. Okay. All right. Um, Frigid Destiny of the Moon. So look for that on 18 is 9 records and tapes. Right on. Don't look for it here because we're going to listen to it. Okay. Uh, then we've <laughs> got then we've got Train Surfing with Bitter. Uh, this was sent in by Joey. He said uh, he, insi- he insisted on pointing out, even though it's called Train Surfing, this is not folk punk. He said it's some hum worship. Joey is one of the people who sent in the Fleshwater record, so I think he's trying to make up for it now. <laughs> you know, and he's like, no, this stuff really does sound like hum. Hey, I'll... I think that we are in the salt. I think we are definitely in the minority with liking the flesh water. Right? Yeah, for sure. Everybody loves it. Everybody <laughs> fucking. Everybody's a sucker, except for me and several close friends. A so. Suckers born every minute, <laughs> and especially every fifteen years when it comes to new metal. <laughs> yeah, that's true for sure. Then we have got Doomsday with depictions of chaos. This was sent in by Alistair, the smart, uh, accomplished doctor man. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he also mentioned that he saw Falchi the other night. Who he says he imagines he wouldn't have heard without the pod. So he he shouted us out for that and said that Falchi is really sick. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, This is some crossover stuff, as you can tell by just looking. Oh, look at those gentlemen, right? Yeah, for sure. You you know, you know what's up, right? Um, Then we have got Final Dose with World Prisoner. This is a band out of London. Uh, It was sent in by Sam. Didn't provide any additional context for it. Then we have got uh, Explotor with Blind Elite, their new LP. This was sent in by Micah. As you can tell from the cover, uh, these are dudes from Totalitar. Uh, are they from Totalitar? Yes. So he said every okay. every member of this band played in Totalitar, Totalitar, and it sounds like they're playing Totalitar songs. Okay. And they have a cover that is like obviously a nod to previous Totalitar releases, right? Yeah. So, well, it's the it's the I, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but the first the yeah. first uh, Totalitar release. Yeah. The guy is holding the gun to his head in the mirror. Yep. Yeah, yeah. For sure. A, cla- a classic That's piece such of a good art. Fucking design. I love that artwork. Yeah. It's great. It's it's timeless. Uh, Micah said this stuff rips. 
obviously. Uh, then we have got uh, Baselvat, eh, question mark, an old forgotten text. Uh, this is more, uh, this is like weirdo kind of black metal adjacent stuff from Flint, Michigan. It was sent in by Jay from Cold Brats. He also assumes that this may be slightly sketchy because he said it reminds him of like Black Magic SS. It looks a little sketchy. It looks a little sketchy. Again, there's a rune on a combat boot, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there, and there's like a Native Amer a depiction of a Native American that I'm like not exactly sure what's happening with it. Yeah, is it? Oh, I think it's just the shadows. Oh, okay, right on. Because for for a minute, I was like, is that like blackface on a Native yeah, American? The, the rune in the boot. Yeah, the rune on the boot. Right. We and and just this even being black magic SS adjacent uh, implies mm. that yes, perhaps this is a little bit sketchy. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We're, well, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna play we're gonna it gonna on our show to, to thousands like of it. people. <laughs> we're gonna listen to it and like it. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, then we've got uh, Eye Teeth with their demo. This is a band out of the UK. Uh, this was sent in by Pete. And then last up, we have Fate uh, with their promo tape, another band from the UK. Uh, this was sent in by Ethan, who sent it in before. It was in the queue, but we didn't land on it. And uh, it's members of the Flex and Big Cheese, who we were just listening to on the way to your house, uh, playing heavy 90s stuff in the vein of, of uh, like kickback and mm -hmm. shit. So um, let's roll the dice and see what is up first. Seven. Okay. Uh, seven is uh, Explotor with their Blind Elite LP. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing a lot of this correctly. You can find this at phobiorecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, let me uh, double check here. Okay, yeah, so he did suggest a particular song. He said uh, Ona, Ona Dog Skit um, is one of a couple songs on here that he thinks are uh, is doing something a little bit different than the rest of the record. So that's the 11th track on here. We're going to listen to uh, Ona Dog Skit by Exploder off of Blind Elite. Let's go, 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 let's go
right, there you go. We just heard the eleven track, the eleventh track off of Exploder's new LP, Blind Ellet. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, we were. I'm primed. I'm primed to consume. I'm always we, primed we to consume. We were just DB, listening but, to Disrupt. Yeah, we were listening to Unrest by Disrupt on the way to practice earlier. I'm in a deep mood. This is fucking I, great. I am almost always in a deep mood. I For never. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't expect to be. Right. Yeah. But then I hear it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Then it hits, and I'm like, yeah. When it's, it's done right, great. yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, so do you like Totalitar? Yeah. Do you like the guys play in Totalitar playing Totalitar music in a different band? Yeah. Then you'll like this. Yeah, there you What's go. What's not to like? Totalitar is one of the greats, yeah. and they're continuing in that uh, in that legacy. Right. If, uh, if, if, it, here's the thing. If you don't like DB, mm-hmm. you don't don't bother with this. Yeah. There's Skip n- it. Throw it in the trash. Just throw it in the trash, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you do like DB. But if you do like DB, even a little bit. Even a little. Even a little bit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of DB in your new, you know, hardcore mashup. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. It's great. This is better than 99.999% of it. It's so, I always, even if they're just, you know, playing the hits, I love when dudes that have been around for a long fucking time are just still ripping. It, this app, so that's what I was thinking was. It's indistinguishable. Did, you didn't know, I say like this song? I'm doing something a little bit different. Well, he's, he said that it just may have like a couple flourishes like here and there, like maybe with like the intro riff and stuff. Yeah, this was pretty, this was pretty straightforward. It was, it was to form for sure. Um, but it was fucking great. I mean, the production is great. The riffs are fucking strong. Everything about it is good. Micah said that they've been around for a while and have been putting out records for a little bit, but that he thinks that they're strangely kind of flying under, under the radar more than they should. Probably because they're not going by Totalitar. Probably. Yes, exactly. For sure. Cause you could just use that name and everyone would still be buying the <laughs> records right. in the same number. Right. I would assume. Right. And it's on Phobia Records, right. so if you know anything about Phobia Records, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, great, man. I don't, I, I don't have much else to say about it. Dudes from Totalitar playing fundamentally Totalitar songs and doing a really good job of it, as you would expect. Right. It fucking rocks. Right. And the art is sick. It's great. You know, right. everything about it is exactly what you want. I think that there's no one's opinion I trust more than Micah. Than Micah. Yeah. Like, I know if Micah says. Check this out. Yeah. It's going to be good. That's right. There's nothing coming at me sideways. At least I'm not aware. He might listen to some real fucking bullshit. Maybe. But he know he at least he, understands us and our relationship enough that, to know what yeah, to send us. He that's knows for sure. to temper it whenever we're talking about stuff. Yeah, there's, for there's, sure. There's no one whose taste I trust more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Right. 100%. If he likes it, it is good. Now, that said, he dislikes plenty of stuff that I like. He dislikes, Probably dislikes a lot plenty of stuff, of stuff that, that, lo- that you like. That I really like, yes. But if he likes something, I know I too will like it. Right. Right. That's the, uh, that's the plus of having a truly discerning taste. Right. Uh, yeah, this is great. Got nothing else to say about it. It fucking rocks. Right. Um, what's up? What's up next? What's up? Um, four. Okay. Four is train surfing. Giving Joey another ch- another chance to come through with some stuff that actually sounds like hum and hopefully does not have any jump the fuck up parts. Um, the re- the release is bitter. Uh, the first song is called Bitter, and I believe that is the one that he suggested. So we're gonna listen to Bitter off of the EP of the same name by the band Train Surfing from SLC.
We just heard the song. I'm, I'm fucking twisting in hell. <laughs> we just saw, I heard the song Bitter off the release of the same name by Train Surfing. So real quick, just because we opened the episode talking about it, uh, production choices and things of that nature. I don't really think this was a production issue. I think this was an issue where maybe somebody didn't upload a, a lossless file type uh, to Bandcamp or something because it sounded like we were listening to a version of this that YouTube had compressed in the year 2009. There was like like clipping on the vocals and stuff and like everything sounded really kind of crushed. Um, it was not good and we were, we were streaming this directly from Bandcamp so it shouldn't sound like that. Um, in terms of the music, like, y yes, this is hum worship, as Joey described it, kind of. Like, yes, they're clearly trying to do that. Um, this, to me, has more in common with a lot of bands from, like, the early teens, 2010s, that were also trying to play music in the lineage of that kind of shit, but missing the point. I think that this sounds closer to balance and composure than it does to hum, which is not high praise from from me um yes they are hitting the sort of important recognizable notes that would let you know what they're going for but i i think so many bands that try to do this miss the point of of hum and their contemporaries those bands had fucking riffs they had riffs out the ass man they really really did they had a heaviness to them and bands like this try to approximate that sort of heaviness with like the big riffs and they're trying to do the, the quiet loud dynamic thing that was very big in the 90s but most of these bands just fall short to me they're not trying to do something that i find objectionable in essence i just think that it is a deceptively hard form to actually emulate you're, you're, you're usually not getting close to Hum or to Failure or to Chavez or to early Smashing Pumpkins. There are very few bands, contemporary bands, that I think do that well. Narrowhead, a very popular band for a very good reason, I think does that general style of music about as well as it can be done is really good stuff. Most bands on the sort of local local band circuit, like this band probably is, I just don't think they I just don't think they have it. They miss critical components of what makes that music truly great and uh, it's something that's just difficult to replicate. So no, this didn't this didn't do much for me. I was not spinning in hell as Nate was, but like mad boring. I have seen so many local bands attempt to do this over the course of especially the last decade or so and it it, it usually falls pretty flat for me. Mm. This this shit it's just fucking lost on me, period. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Sure. This, to my ear, doesn't land very far away from Fleshwater. No, not too far. Right. Yeah, right? Sure. Maybe it's the production. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But um, I, I, I don't relate to this in any way. Sure. Right? I read the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Right? I, I Here's the thing. <laughs> I... I I don't understand lyrics about like crying about how bad you feel. I we we all know that about you. I just don't, man. It's just catharsis. I I don't. I hate. I fucking. I have zero fucking sympathy for people to feel bad about themselves. So I, I so my defense of that kind of stuff is that sometimes people don't really feel bad about themselves. 
and their way of exercising those demons and just moving on from it and being normal is by throwing them in a song and then just keeping it pushing. You just know what I mean? shit them out. <laughs> just write them in a journal and don't show anyone. Or That's the dignified thing to do, right? Fucking crush them. <laughs> right? All good therapists crush, would suggest that them, for sure. Yeah, Crush them into a singularity and it goes away. <laughs> it goes away. It does. You, you know, don't it, feel it anymore. It doesn't. It's kind of like it's kind of like I would uh, I would uh, compare that to like those things that they used to try to stick women in. Like you know they would uh, like corsets. Course, like well, not just corsets, but like foot binding. The, yeah, foot binding. All the various different things where mm. you know they that it you're you're tamping it down, no, but it's not actually no, going no, anywhere. No, no. See, because like with 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 foot binding, the point was effectively to hobble to cripple the woman to make her okay. Um, to make her basically, she needed to subsist on a man. She well, couldn't. She couldn't fend for herself. Well, we can talk about corsets. There's also been various right. items like this for men throughout the. A course lot of, of those. History. A lot of those things are all about that. It's basically, you know, like like hobbling the woman, sure. right, and making her need the man around. Sure. Right. If you fucking smash shitty crybaby feelings about oh somebody fucking broke up with me, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. it goes it goes away. <laughs> and there's, like you're some, not there's some truth to it. there's some truth to that. I will say the best song that has ever dealt with exactly what you're talking about right now lyrically is uh, "Not Even Married" by Piss Jeans off of "Why Love yeah. Now." Man, that's those song. I I will say that song really got me reassessing my own life and feelings. I was like, damn. He's got a lot of, Matt Corvette's got a lot of points in this song. It's <laughs> just, I don't know, man. So like that, it lost me there. Sure. Uh, the biological inaccuracies in the lyrics, I'm sorry, <laughs> fucking irritate me. Okay. Right. The metaphor, the leaves in the ground gives their lives up. Uh, newsflash, they already did. That's why they're <laughs> on the fucking ground. And okay. they didn't have individual lives. They were part of a greater whole. Sure. Right. Important to note. It's not like the hair that falls off my fucking head right. is giving its life up. That's that's right? true. It's now, I the, hate to be so literal yes. when speaking of metaphor. Right. But if you're going to create metaphor, mm -hmm. try to be correct. <laughs> I think the point of metaphor is that it doesn't necessarily need to equate one-to-one -one with no, reality. But, then it, but all you're doing then is is essentially, essentially fostering. You're fostering the or furthering and propagating mm -hmm. Ignorance. Sure. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Because it, it doesn't fucking work. Right. Right. Yeah. The color of my both my cheeks like red-throated thrushes. You're from Salt Lake City. You've never seen a red-throated thrush. They're from fucking Siberia and Asia. <laughs> right now, I know you fucking googled that because you were trying to look for a bird that has red throats and cheeks. Sure. Right. Doesn't work. You never saw one. How would you even fucking know unless you're an ornithologist? <laughs> Maybe he is an ornithologist. You don't know. Maybe. But it, it, an ornithologist would not make the mistake of the leaves in the ground give their lives up. You don't think so? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, some really important nitpicks here that I think a lot of people so in our listenership fucking, will relate so, to. So you're crying about some shit. Right. Don't care. Sure. Right? Music's largely boring. Right. Very, don't care. Very much so, yeah. And it's fucking inaccurate. Wow. Yeah. Three strikes, man. Get out of here. Get the fuck out. Yeah, for sure. Get the fuck out. Yeah, when you put it that way, there's not a lot to like here. No, I just, I just, I cannot fucking stand crybabies. I know you can't. I fucking hate it. Yeah. You know, believe me, I got, I got close fucking relatives, uh -huh. like close direct relatives mm -hmm. that I just, very close, 
Yes. I just can't fucking deal with anymore because you just can't get the fuck over yourself and stop crying about shit. Sure. I don't fucking care. I, I agree with that, obviously. I would just, again, my only pushback would be that I don't necessarily think everybody who indulges the urge to practice some catharsis through song you know, is a is a here, cry here's baby. Here's the thing. You know? Here's the thing. Yeah. If you're feeling bad about yourself, uh-huh. if you're feeling fucking bad, sure, right? Because you know, so and so fucking broke up with me or whatever. Ugh. Yeah. I fucking guarantee you, right now. Yeah. There is a woman being held in a basement somewhere <laughs> by her dad. <laughs> Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Who is like fathering children to her, like that German dude years ago? I know the German. I guy, guarantee yeah. you, with I, eight that billion, man's face is etched right, in my exactly. mind. <laughs> with eight billion people on the planet, yeah, sure, and about four billion of them men, I guarantee you, at least one of them <laughs> has his daughter in the fucking basement right now. Yeah. So, however bad you think it fucking is, because uh, things are getting fucking hard, blah blah blah. Yeah. Think about her. Yeah, I would just, I would, I would, <laughs> I would just for our listeners. To, to again to push back a little bit in part the sort of the advice that uh, that therapists have given me in the past which is to understand that even when placed while it is important to place your problems in the larger perspective of global issues so that you don't get too self-indulgent with how you choose to kind of live in your misery it's also okay to acknowledge that <laughs> it's fine to have bad feelings about things that are cosmically or even globally or community level insignificant just don't indulge them too hard, right? Just squeeze and squeeze <laughs> and squeeze until they're gone. Right. That's exactly until right. Until they're gone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that is good, sound advice. And on, on that, I think we'll roll the dice and see what's up next tonight. Eight. So this is fate. Uh, the the dice have fi- finally favored it after it appeared in the in the queue at least one other time. You can find this at fateleads.bandcamp.com. Oh, this is the dude from some dudes from like uh, from the Bi- flex from Big Cheese and, and, and the Big Flex. Cheese, yeah. yeah, playing playing hardcore, heavy hardcore of uh, a European '90s variety. I was told to listen to the tomb as the uh, submitter believes it's the stronger of the two tracks on display here. So. We are going to listen to The Tomb by Fate off of their promo tape that came out in June of this year.
All right, we just heard the song The Tomb by Fate off of their two-song promo tape that came out in June of this year. I'm not sure if uh, somebody has picked this up. It looks like it because it looks like in the upper corner of the release there, something that indicates it's probably a release on Mm -hmm. a label. Because I was like, man, for the members of this band and for as kind of popular as heavy hardcore is right now, it seems strange that I wouldn't see like a physical tape for this and that right. I would only see like two people in the supported by Column on Bandcamp. Right. So I'm going to assume that this is, this is on like an actual label that I'm just not aware of. Um, I thought this was all right. It was fine. It was like, yeah, the, the reference to like heavy nineties, European hardcore, like kickback is apt for sure. There's like little, little stabs at metal leanings in here. A lot of dive bombs. I liked the roomier production on this. Um, it definitely referenced some stuff that I talked about at the top of the show, like Marauder and Demise and, sh- and shit, which I like and is very much part of the larger hardcore conversation in a way that it hasn't been in a very long time, probably ever in my lifetime. Um, and I thought this was fine. It's it. I don't think it approaches the, not just like for pure, just like taste and preferential reasons, but just on quality control re- reasons, I don't think it approaches Big Cheese or The Flex, who I think are two bands that are kind of like in the upper echelon of the styles of hardcore that they're doing. Whereas I think this is like solidly kind of in the middle of the pack of like current heavy hardcore that's pulling from like a mid 90s era specific style. Mm. This was totally fine if I saw it live and it's good, like played well, cool, you know, tones are good, production was solid, just fine. This kind of stuff, most of the time, uh, gets kind of just lost in the mix for me unless it's really, really good. And I, I I didn't think this was, like, excellent. I thought it was just, like, perfectly solid, you know. I didn't didn't do much for me, but just fine. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I thought that, um, yeah, when I was looking at the, the bottom here, you know, it's just like death metal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Maybe in some of the guitar tones, <laughs> sure, yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, but it didn't have the riffs. No, you know what I mean? No, for this, sure. this was This was firmly in brain shut all the fucking way off. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mosh, metallic, hardcore yeah. with, yeah, as you said, a, a few... A few flourishes. Yeah, sure. But yeah, um, this was okay. Sure, yeah. It was just fine. I felt just... I, I, when I saw death metal at the bottom... My expectation was that there would be more actual death metal. Yeah, yeah, more more riffing going on. Here. Yeah, they stuck pretty close to just playing. They like played breakdowns this, at different speeds and with stuck, different rhythms. Yes, yeah, they stuck to the script. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it was fine. You know, that's uh, I, I can't say I can't say it's it's incredible, but it's also a promo tape. Maybe they'll get better. Um, I think I think that this lane is a little bit saturated right now, and there's a couple bands that are doing it really really well that are kind of holding it down for uh for like this entire genre right now mm. in my opinion and I, I just don't think that this quite quite gets up to the top so um all right what's uh what's next one okay one is uh one is pollute this is the band that's members of uh satanic togas research reactor corp cutters uh stiff richards um coffin a bunch of other bands um so let's see there was I don't, yeah, okay, yes, we were actually, uh, we were instructed to listen to the fourth song on here, so we're going to listen to Stoned Rider by Pollute off their self-titled debut, Seven Inch.
All right, we just heard the song Stoned Rider by Pollute off of their uh, self-titled debut 7-inch, which appears to be uh, sold out at least on the band's Bandcamp page. So it says here in the write-up that it was written over one jam and recorded in three hours at Bakehouse by Andy Robinson. Mm -hmm. And you know what? This sounded like it was written over the course of one jam and recorded in three hours. I think this is another example, like what we just heard, where this is actually uh, lesser than the sum of its parts, right? Uh, I didn't think that this was bad at all. It was like perfectly solid, motor-charged punk stuff. But we're talking about an array of members here that play in a a couple of like full stop my favorite bands out, like Satanic Toga's Research Reactor Corp. Like Mm -hmm. some stuff that over the last couple, two, three years of my listening habits have been up at the top of my most listened right, to shit. Right, right, right. right. Um, and, ca- and, and Cutter's also quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I thought, was perfectly solid. Again, it was definitely like it was playing to form, right? This was, this was um, fun, period. Sure, right, yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, this was a sketch. Right. They reference, they even say dancing near is... Aaron Mawson and Brennan Stringer on guitar and bass as they play Puppet with the Corpse of Fast Eddie. Right, sure. Sure, yeah. Right? This is all this is is play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's sure. It's fine. Yeah. Right? But this doesn't have the this doesn't have the composition and, like, the conclusion and the hooks that, like, a Motorhead song would have. It has, like, yeah. one riff, basically. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it was written and recorded in three hours. That's what it, that's exactly what it sounds like. For sure. And I'm sure that it was it was a fun three hours. Absolutely. Yeah. I, got, I have no ill will towards them putting this out. It was just fine. But am I gonna am I gonna pull this out of the stack ahead of never a a bunch of bands that have done this better never. or b any of the other bands that these guys are in no never or ahead of anything that sounds like Motorhead right yeah yeah exactly it's no. it's some it's some friends who are in really cool bands getting together to do a thing that is less cool than their other bands but was probably a lot of fun to do yeah so there you go and because because of the strength of their other projects they can get a bunch of people to buy this exactly god that, bless that's, that's the only reason so good for you that fucking rules that is a good place to that's, be in that's the only reason that people are paying attention to it when you're in just in bands that are are cool enough and good enough that on the merit of those bands, you can put out something pretty pretty half-assed, right. and people buy that. That's a sick place to be in, right? So. Because it, you know, you, you know, if uh, I don't know, let's say that this is a demo from some fucking yokels in Harper's Ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. No one gives a shit. Dude. Wow, people. Uh, the only thing we would have said was, "Wow, people are trying to play Motorhead in Harper's Ferry, right. West Virginia." Yeah. Trying, yeah, and we'd say, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty Fine. decent effort, you know. But nobody gives a shit for sure, right? Absolutely. So. Uh, social clout and cachet goes a long way, and God bless these boys. I'm not mad at them for it. Uh, all right, what's next? Four. Okay, four is a uh, final dose, which is a thing I don't know nothing about, other than the fact that it's uh, out of London. Let's uh, let's double check. I don't think that we were instructed to listen to a particular song. No, nope, we weren't. Sam sent this in without providing any additional context. Just sent in uh, sent in a link. Well, I see some burly boys. There are some burly boys here. Burly mustachio boys. There's a leather vest some, going on. Some leather vest. There's some a gag. Tattoos. There's a gag shirt. Where there's a variety of black and white. What appears to be heavy metal shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Underneath a couple of vests. Mm-hmm. And then there's a dude with a gag long sleeve. So I think I know what I'm in for. I think I know what I'm in for, too. Uh, the uh, the title track of this release also has a video accompanying it. So 
we'll we'll go with that. It looks like they've been uh, they put out their demo in tw- June of 2020, and this came out. Oh, this just came out, November 25th. Yeah, this and then like there's just dropped last the, last September, September 2021. So. Yeah, they've they've been last on a pretty yeah. yeah they've been on a pretty uh, strict schedule. But that said, uh, you know this is two songs. The last seven inch was four songs. The demo was. Four songs. I don't know how many of those were re-recorded for the uh, the following seven inch, but not a ton of material. But you know what? They're trying. They're putting stuff out every year. Uh, so uh, we're gonna listen to the song "World Prisoner" off of the uh, seven inch of the same name, the seven inch flexi of the same name, I might add, by the band Final Dose from London. We just heard the song World Prisoner off the 7-inch flexi of the same name by the band Final Dose from London. Always a, a strong choice to just put your music on a format that uh, is literally unlistenable. Well, the point isn't to listen to the format anymore. Right, exactly. It's just to have the thing to collect, which mm-hmm. is all good. That's fine. Things change, things move, and old men get left in the dirt. That's just what it is. This was a little bit different than I expected it to be, but also like 
yeah, this makes sense. This was exactly what I was expecting okay. it to be. Word. Um, I was actually this was more on the nose what I was expecting than than what I expected. See, I thought I thought maybe this was gonna be like entombed core. No, you know no, I mean? no, no, no. Not looking at these guys. Not looking at those shirts. Yeah, there's I noticed so they killed two birds with one stone because the promo pick, they're wearing all the same exactly. fits and are in the same on the same set as in the exactly. video. So exactly. they just knocked it all out. Yeah, I noticed the one dude has a spectral wound shirt on. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't other than the gag shirt, I couldn't tell exactly. The one in the back, yeah, no, I can't I can't tell. But uh this was fine. It was fine. Whatever. This was this was this was an this was a Frankenstein monster of gag. <laughs> Yeah. And basic black black metal. Sure, yeah, yeah, and for sure. You could see all the stitches. Yeah, absolutely. That is that's a very good way to put it. Yes. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like you could definitely see where the arm was attached to the torso and everything. Yep. Uh it was okay. It was fun. I you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it didn't excel at either one of the nah. things that it was trying to blend. For sure. I mean, all in all, and I and I say this with no real ire, it was pretty boring. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. doing a lot. And it didn't suck. By any means. We have a lot of shit on this show that full-on sucks. This didn't suck. It was well-recorded, competently played. The writing was just fine, but it wasn't doing anything particularly exciting. This is definitely... It it, it seems like a starter kit band for corpsmen who are trying to graduate to metal, but the, as you said, the seams are showing still, right? It's like... To be fair, I think that they are actively trying to do a hybridized version of like hardcore punk and black metal. There are versions of this that I that I think are better. There are raw versions of this that I really like that I've talked about before. Bone All is a reference. I like, I mean, my buddy's in the band, so I'm biased. I like the soothing stuff. I like raspberry bulbs a lot. There's other stuff that kind of blends black metal with hardcore punk more effectively than this. I don't think that this was in any way aiming to copy any of the aforementioned bands. This was trying to do more of a um, a kind of the lethargic Scandi black metal melded with like gag style hardcore punk, which is not a thing that I really hear done frequently but I, I i didn't think this was like super compelling either it no. was it was just fine it was just fine yeah it was just fine like i said it, it didn't excel at either one of the things that it was trying to sound like mm-hmm. and what came out in the middle was just fine i probably just received the final dose of this band's music that i'll ever consume <laughs> it could be it could be uh, no i would i would check out the next thing and see how if if and uh, and how it advances, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing is like when we were watching the video and, 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 and you know, presentation and package and everything is, is more important, I think, than it ever has been. Agreed, yeah. Like the, the idea that this band has a video is absurd. It is for sure. Yeah, no doubt. You, you're, you're, you're not on that level yet. Right. right. I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, like the idea that this band has a video is absurd. Yeah. But it's also not unusual. No, not there are at plenty this point. of bands just like this, or sure. you know, at at this sort of level that have a fucking music video. Yeah, um, I think it's almost a requirement if you're a toxic steak band that you have a fucking music video. Sure, um, and I think that I might have a different opinion about this. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. If I didn't have the video to watch, because as I watched it, I realized how much they were fucking hamming it up. Yeah. And how preened and manicured the thing was. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's probably true. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so if it didn't have that sheen of the video. Yeah. 
I might walk away with this with a slightly more interested, um, interested opinion. Very, very likely. But for instead, sure. yeah. I see the video. I see the promo pics. I yeah. there's no fucking doubt on my mind what this sounded like from the word jump. Right. The only thing that surprised me was how much more on the nose that it was than, than what I thought it was going to sure. be. Yeah, yeah. But like, I see the, the the glam of it. Right. And it's kind of a fucking turnoff. I feel that for sure. I I also it doesn't feel it doesn't feel raw it's not raw it's not threatening it's not no. interesting it's not mysterious it's fashion yeah for sure yeah absolutely and and also there's nothing more just like milk toast fucking boilerplate than dudes in black t-shirts and vests playing live like yeah. in a music video like with fuck, candles oh and the candles out went out at the end of the video yeah was it the devil or was it the bass player's headstock We'll never know. There is almost no way to make a band performance video, like strictly just here's the band playing the song video. Interesting, good, fun, engaging. It almost always is just like, it seems like you're trying to meet some some like quota or label or A&R demand, which I'm not saying that this is the case here. I'm just saying that a band playing their song and trying to look cool essentially never is it only works if you are actually like a cool ass band there are videos i can think of where it works and they're bands that are effortlessly cool uh, you know guided by voices video where they're playing their song or there's some sabato videos that come to mind that heavily feature the band playing and it works well uh this style of music i don't want to see guys mean mugging the camera with no. their with their mustaches you and, know what you know, i don't fucking care here's an idea for video you're playing this right mm -hmm. it's just fine music it's okay as we said it's a yeah. fucking frankenstein monster yeah here's what you do you go out you find a fresh piece of roadkill uh -huh. right yeah fresh enough that it looks like maybe it wasn't roadkill maybe you took maybe you killed this animal yourself perhaps add the mystique sure you'll never know right okay Strap it to the bumper of your car uh -huh. and drag it. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. And that's what the video is. This thing just falling apart behind your car as you go down the road at highway speed. You're not wrong. I mean, I, I would like that video way more than I liked what I just saw. Like, that's threatening and weird. Yeah. Right? It's off-putting. People might think you killed the animal. Let them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this really speaks to the fact, though, that, like, you know, we... Something that we should always <laughs> endeavor to remind people is we that don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> at, and at the, <laughs> yeah, and at the very least, our tastes represent uh, the minority of, of listeners. Our tastes, <laughs> our tastes are like a niche. Yeah, within a fissure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Within a crack. Right. Yes, that's exactly right? right. Yeah, because I'm sure most people are just fine with watching these guys just meet and mug the camera I'm and play not. their guitar. But for me, it has, it's not just that it washes over me and leaves me at like true neutral. It has a bad effect. It, on that's me. why I said <laughs> it know? has a bad effect. Yes, if I didn't see sure. the video, I might have a better opinion. Yes. But if I saw a video where it was just like, I don't know, a fucking cat falling apart <laughs> behind a car driving yeah. 65, 80 miles an hour down the highway. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree, for sure. But that's not what we got. We nope. just got some guys with vests. And sleeveless shirts doing their thing. Don't be fucking babies. Go find a fucking dead cat and get to work. <laughs> That's right. It's our 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 advice to final dose moving forward. Uh, okay, what is uh, what is next tonight? We uh we also don't have any messages. We got a couple texts and like an email it's to read. Quiet. So it has been a little quiet. Well, last week we had like four or five messages. Yeah. You know. All right, and but we got five it's, left. It's the holidays. Oh uh, yeah, we got five left. Left. Yeah. One. 
Okay, one is uh, the new Alien Nose Job release. You can find this at totalpunkrecords.bandcamp.com. The release is called Stained Glass. And uh, the song I was recommended is uh, R&R Rubbish Bin. I gotta say, between trash can and rubbish bin, no contest. Rubbish bin is the preferred term. I can't say I, I can't say it. Of course, I don't. I don't know. I kind of like trash can, mm-hmm. just because you can. Hey, I got your fucking trash right here. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 In a specific instance, but I think just as like a general colloquial term, I like rubbish bin quite a lot. Uh, so let's jump into it. Let's see if indeed this new Alien Nose Job LP. Uh, sounds like ACDC. I'm interested to find out. So we're going to listen to R&R Rubbish Bin by Alien Nose Job off of Stained Glass.
All right, we just heard the song R&R Rubbish Bin by Alien Nose Job off of his new record, Stained Glass, that just came out on November 25th. You can get it via Total Punk Records if you're in the States. Um, Joshua, who sent this in, suggested this song, and even though, full disclosure, right up top, I liked it a lot, I kind of imagine it's was probably the worst possible selection to listen to on this show in terms of what, what this actually being representative of the record because it's five minutes and 18 it, seconds long and it has like a really specific thematic we, focus. Yeah, and, it, it basically, uh, it, it told a story. Yes, yeah, exactly. And um, it did seem fucking long. And it, 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 it almost certainly was the worst possible choice in we should terms have of paid attention we, we should have to. paid attention to the yeah if time. i would have seen the runtime i just would have i would have you i would have uh i would have shot josh's suggestion down mm-hmm. and just listened to a different song that said i did like it and based solely on that coupled with the write-up below it i am interested to hear the rest of this i already really like alien nose job and i imagine what this is going to be uh is a lovingly crafted homage to his rock and roll heroes. I imagine there's going to be a lot of ACDC as referenced, Mm -hmm. some Rose tattoo, a lot of just like really solid pub rock, post pub rock, classic hard rock stuff filtered through the alien nose job sensibility. This is a dude who is highly competent, very prolific, whose output has been consistently great. I am very interested to hear what he does within a classic hard rock format. We'll for sure listen to the rest of this record. I liked that song, but it was almost certainly the outlier of the record based on what I have read about it and what I'm looking at here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I, want to listen to the rest of this as well. Um, And uh, I guess this song shows the chops. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The dude is shredding. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Um, which, uh, you know, is is nice to see. Um, A lot of the, when we talk about the hard rock heel turn on, uh, for a lot of other hardcore bands. Yeah can't quite do it they can't quite hang no it's what they wanted to play the whole time yeah sure but uh they couldn't quite hang and and uh you know and uh jake robertson can definitely hang he can hang he's he's shredding his ass off here and even like the cover you know he's like got the he's got like the epiphone or like you know the sure. sg model and he's sure. holding it out to the reaching hands sure like i said i think this is a very clear obvious like he's trying to do a specific thing and it's a, it's a love letter yeah. you know what i mean which i think is a cool idea yeah i'll uh, check out the rest of it tomorrow at work for sure yeah. and uh see what i think it's it, you know acdc okay yeah very old high voltage Sure, yeah. TNT. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's roll the dice one more time since we don't have any uh, any messages to listen to or anything. Fit another band in. All right. Two. Okay. Man, we didn't we didn't land on either of the ones I really wanted to land you on. You wanted to land on... One the, of the two sketchy ones. but Well, potentially sketchy ones. We don't know if they're sketchy. Well, so the one sketchy one is... Uh, ba- Baselvat. Yeah. And then the other one is the uh, Vampire Blute. Uh, both of well, which, both van- of which contain runes. Yeah, but I don't think Adam's Adam's kicking up vampire blute. I think he might. Adam might do a little more research. Maybe. Like I said, there's a big ass life room right on the cover of the. Well, let's of, let's, let's listen to a song and then we'll listen to one more. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Why not? Why not? It's it'll our be, goddamn I think it'll show. Be our first eight song it, episode. It might be at least since the beginning. 
beginning of the show because yeah. we may have had one real early on before we we really got it's high on the smell of our own farts. And God damn it, I want to hear something that might be scary. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Right. All right. So let's listen to Doomsday. That's what we landed on. You can find this at Doomsday uh, C A H C dot Bandcamp dot com. Yeah, this looks like some some Corman playing thrash. That's mm. a that's a thing that's happening right now. Uh, it's you know there's a drain from California is very big. They're on Revelation Records. They're doing some kind of thrashy stuff. There's plenty of bands doing this type of shit. Um, so uh, let's let's jump into it. Let's see uh, let's see if a particular song was recommended here. Okay, so Alistair instructed us to play Poisoned Disorder. That's his that's his cut of choice on this. That's the last song. It's the last song on here. Too. Yep. Uh, doing our research here, not longer on average than any of the other songs. Kind of right in the middle of the pack. Right in the middle of the pack. So we're going to listen to Poisoned, Poisoned Disorder by Doomsday off of Depictions of Chaos.
All right, we just heard Poison Disorder by Doomsday off of Depictions of Chaos. Typically, my beef with with core folks playing crossover is that sometimes they got the riffs, but rarely are they really shredding. But these fools were shredding their asses off. Yeah. They were really ripping, like, genuinely good and very well-executed solos, which was really nice to hear because... A lot of times the dead giveaway, even if you can't see the band, because we can see the band. We we know we know what kind of boys these are. Right. They're playing all the hardcore they're wearing all the hardcore approved metal shirts. We got a couple typo shirts in the mix. We got an obituary shirt in the mm-hmm. mix. We got tattoos, traditional tattoos. We know what's happening. But we all even we, we got a couple long hairs. Right, yes. The rest of them have haircuts. Right, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're we even in even in the title of their their URL, Doomsday C A H C. Despite that they're playing crossover thrash here, pretty much by the book, crossover thrash, they consider themselves a hardcore. There's band. some horn rims in there. For sure. But if you didn't see any of those sort of like signifying dead giveaways, you wouldn't necessarily know. You could assume just because of the state of like metal and crossover in 2022 that these are probably dudes who played yeah. hardcore first, but like they're shredding. And oftentimes, yeah. like I said, the dead giveaway is like the riffs maybe aren't quite there or like there's no solos because the dudes like never bothered to learn how to play solos. Yeah. These dudes are playing solos. Yeah. It's good. I liked this, it. This was fucking dope. It sounded good too. It sounded real I good. Really, I like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, what you laughing as at? As I'm looking at, I guess I didn't realize... What a fashion trend the uh, the chain around the neck is becoming. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. The the, the chain is, is hot. <laughs> it's hot, dude. Everybody's got their Cuban link or their, like, you know, herringbone. Herringbone is the real hot chain right now. It's fucking crazy to me Yeah, that people do that. Do what? I guess, I don't know, because I'm old. No. Right? Yeah. And, and and when I was younger, I could never find clothes that f- like that were stylish that fit me. Sure, yeah. Still can't. Yeah. Right? But, like, who started the chain? I mean, the chain's been around forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But people weren't wearing, people weren't wearing them all the time. Yeah. And now I'm seeing them. And, and this band, like, uh, four of the six members. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, this sounded fucking good, and it better because there's six people in the fucking <laughs> yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, for this sure. This was big and booming <laughs> yeah, and yeah. full, right? Well, it also helps because they, you got six people to all absorb the burden of p- paying for the studio time, That's right? True. So, That's true. Yeah. So, but like four of these guys, at least four wearing chains. Sure, yeah. So who was the first one that did it in their group? In their group? Where did and they everyone see was it? Like, Ooh, like, oh, okay. damn, that chain's looking good. I think the ch- the chain in hardcore used to be solely the solely the territory of hard guys. It used to be solely the territory of New York hardcore type of dudes and like the the early mid nineties, and then maybe like you know Detroit guys and, and like and like all forward about it too, like hanging out over your t shirt. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I rock a chain. I've rocked a chain for a long time. You wear dog tags. I wear ch- a chain. I have I have a Cuban link. I got a herringbone that I've worn for on occasion, off and on for like oh, the better part of ten years, probably. Yeah, I guess. I guess I never noticed it because you're not always wearing it on the outside of your black t-shirt. I'm usually not flaunting it super hard. Like, yeah, guys, what the fuck are you going to prom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chain, the 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 proliferation of the chain in hardcore specifically has ramped up in the last several years it's no just, doubt I, yeah. I don't know man I, fashion fashion escapes me yeah, well, yeah. like you yeah, know sure. it just generally escapes me because i don't like 
what am I doing? Am I putting this so that you look at me and be like, wow, look at that person? Yeah. I, I, I just don't fucking get it. Sure. Because I literally don't give a shit what anybody fucking thinks. Sure. Like, why would I give a shit if some fucking clown I don't know? Sure. Or even know. Right. Looks at me and says, wow, looking good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're an idiot. Sure. Yes, that that is true. Absolutely. I would say for me, first of all, quote, quote unquote, caring about fashion is dumb and gay full stop right so but i'm gonna let you know then yeah caring about your chain and making sure that it is fully on fully fully up front on the outside of your black Uh t-shirt so so my so my thing with that and i'm not saying it applies here necessarily but to answer your question directly i think oftentimes it's not for everybody, but at least in my case, if I want to look cool, it's because maybe... But who gives a shit? Well, so I'm explaining that. So it feels nice to look in the mirror for most people, not for you perhaps, but for most people, they like to look in the mirror and say, damn, I'm looking good. I'm looking cool. Yeah, but I, I like how this looks. I am the arbiter of that. Sure, absolutely. Not, not, like, not like outside sources. Of Believe course. Believe me. Those motherfuckers there didn't yeah. all spontaneously sure. look I, in the mirror and be like, God damn. I would agree, but the, the way that anything sort of pr- proliferates and spread um, spreads among a populace, especially nah, one that's self-contained, nah, 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 nah. is that you see something and you go, oh, that looks pretty cool. I'm going to try that. It ain't for them. It's for everybody else. That may be the case. It's that m- fucking retarded. For many people, that is the case. Oh, but- oh. Please, total stranger. Yeah. Please let my visage fall easily upon your gaze. Yeah. I just want to remind our listeners that this is coming from the, the man who wants to age into having what you described as, quote, a skull head. Yeah, right? I you know do. what I mean? So, like, I couldn't, I could not yeah. fucking care less. Sure. Right? I know. Like, wow, that, you know, like, huh. I don't really like the way that guy looks. I don't give a shit. I don't like you. <laughs> sure. I don't like anything about you. I don't like your fucking filthy brains. Yeah, yeah. I don't like your anything about you. Right. And why would I care? <laughs> why would I fucking care? Sometimes I, I care about how I look because I like to look in the mirror and feel confident. I just like to make sure that I can look in the mirror and be like, all right, I don't look like a total fucking slob. Yeah. By my standard. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit if somebody else thinks a that. A lot of people like to go the, just the next step up for that. And but say, why? Why are you performing for strangers? Why are you performing for people you don't know? It's not- it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? I go to the grocery store. Oh, gosh. I hope those fucking strangers look at me and think that I'm respectable. I wish those fucking strangers weren't on the fucking planet. <laughs> A, most people do not share that perspective, <laughs> but B, again, I think a lot of people just like looking in the mirror and thinking they look cool in a sort of self-contained sort of way, right? Regardless of the opinions of others. I, for example, when I wear clothes, I tend to put things together that purely on an aesthetic level, I'm just, I look at them in the mirror and say, that combination pleases my eye. Whether or not it pleases somebody else is incidental. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm the purple man. And I wear all the purple, I and I become the purple man, and people don't like when I'm the purple man, <laughs> especially my girlfriend. When I walk around the house and say, wow, baby, I can't believe it. I never thought it would happen, but I've become the purple man for an hour straight. She doesn't like that at all, yeah. but I like being the purple yeah. man, right? So like I said, whether other I people are like it, about, it's incidental. But I have about five colors that I will wear, Yeah, right? Black, yes. white, gray. Sure. Those are the standbys. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, a couple of earth tones. A couple of earth tones, and that's sure. basically it. And the yeah. earth tones are mostly for work. Right, yeah. And mostly for practical purposes. Sure. Because they sure as shit ain't going to walk around in a goddamn clown suit of bright <laughs> colors. Right. Yeah. Right? Of course not. Sure. But that's me. That's you, right. But those dudes yeah. and all those other motherfuckers like, let me pull this chain out. <laughs> let me pull this chain out. Let me show you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know. I won't. I. I won't project any. Uh, I won't project any of my beliefs about folks onto these guys and uh, I mean, why uh, they wear their chains. I, the I, I will, I'm not these guys. I'm done talking about these guys. Yeah. These guys just got me thinking about the chain. The chain. Sure. Right. And then that gets me thinking also like the performative false nature of everything that we do and how we project ourselves to total fucking strangers as if their opinion matters whatsoever. And if it does, mm -hmm. then your brains are leaking out of your fucking ears. I will say that also many people, I would say the average person also likes to feel uh, like sexually desirable. It's like a, a key component of how a lot of people yeah, choose to present it's, themselves. It's, it's actually the main reason that we do anything. Sure. Right? So that's a lot of it too, right? Yeah, I get you, it. You're throwing the chain out because... Even if you're not actively trying to get any sliz, you'd but like to feel about, like it's on the table. Think about how fucking weird that is. Yeah, for sure. Like, think about how fucking weird that is. I'm a young guy. I yeah. don't know how old these guys are. 25. 25-ish. I'm a 25-year-old man. Yeah. Hey, you know what really is uh, a good indicator that uh, I, I am a, a fuckworthy? <laughs> Let me put this fucking tiny little chain on the outside of my shirt. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that'll drive her brains crazy. But you know what? We're just It's so fuck and that's what I mean. Like that it's so fucking it's so fucking weird and animalistic and random. We laugh at all the shit that animals do to attract one another. Birds singing on a fucking perch and why do they do that? Is it for the females? Is it male male competition? Whatever the fuck it is, genetic signaling, look, I can survive because I'm brightly colored. Yeah. I must have good fucking genes. What does a chain other than that, you're a fucking moron. It's just plumage. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. I'm and she's like, oh, damn, look at that chain. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what else must be happening. Dude, the next PT show, I'm I'm stacking chains yeah, deep. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, 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 if you were deep in chains, I mean, like Mr. T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like fucking Run DMC, like sure, gold yeah. rope. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, okay. If one of these guys is wearing a gold rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. God damn, okay. Yeah, like a dookie chain. Right? A big, fat right? motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but sure. like, yo, your fucking little ass fucking band. Mm -hmm. Come on, <laughs> what the fuck Dude. are you doing? Yo, there. My favorite part of this show is when you take a hard stance on like the the most <laughs> dismissible, forgettable component of whatever it is. That whatever stimuli has just come across <laughs> our our it, eyes. You know, it's because I I consistently feel like I'm looking. Inside the window of a fucking madhouse. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, just, I, I just you. don't fucking compute. Man. I know. I was listening to Oingo. Like, like all these young guys, like, hey, hey, bros, guess what's cool? The fucking chains. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna put that on the outside of your Sepultura Arise shirt. That way, <laughs> you can actually get fucked, even though you're wearing a Sepultura Arise shirt. <laughs> It is a delicate balance, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, let's roll the dice one more time and, and see if we can't get something a little racist in the mix before we sign out this okay. evening. Three. <sighs> Motherfucker. We didn't even land on the any of the either of the cool ones. No. Oh, fuck. We got anti-state straight-edge violence by eye teeth. 
All right, fine. I guess I'll just have to listen to the stuff with the runes all over it in my own time. <laughs> okay, so we have Eye Teeth, which is a bad name for a band, really bad name for a band. It doesn't roll off the tongue, and it's it's dumb, but maybe the music will be cool. Who knows? Um, so this is Eye Teeth, E-Y-E-T-E-E-T-H, all one word, eyeteeth.bandcamp.com. This is their demo. Uh, this is a band from the UK. Uh, there's a Doom shirt in the mix. They describe themselves as anti-state, straight-edge well, violence. Really, you're really, you're really, really, really done with this band without ever hearing it. You're like, yeah. okay, it's a band called IT, stupid name, look, a Doom shirt. Look at their self-description. Yeah, this is, I'm just expecting this to be, you know, I'm expecting this to be, again, as the kids say, mid. Mid as fuck. Um, I know, let's let, let me make sure there wasn't a particular song. Well, the uh, good news is they're it. short songs. They are very so, very we short. Can go songs. one more, yeah. and we're guaranteed to land on something sketchy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We could just go go in tonight. We are already at like an hour and a half, and we have messages to read. But it's we've fine. had plenty of episodes it's go fine. like two hours long. We, um, we are we are determined to listen to something <laughs> sketchy. That's right. Yes, dude. I mean, you can't have it in the queue and not land no, on it. For the no. love of God, come and, on. And not only that, but like. It looks I don't, also, I don't both look cool. Too. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I'm not determined to listen to this, like, hoping that, like, oh, okay, like, getting to the root of it. Yeah. I hope it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree, for sure. Right? Yes, 100%. Challenge me. Take me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's listen to something by Eye Teeth here. Uh, no song in particular was recommended to us. We shouldn't listen to the second song because that's two minutes. It, it is It is four times longer yeah. than most of the than the rest of the song. So let's listen to three and four because that's 39 seconds and 58 seconds. We'll just listen to them back to back. This is only a four song cassette anyway. So we're going to listen to Wage War and Flesh Trade by Teeth off of their demo. We just heard Wage War and Flesh Trade by Eye Teeth off their demo. How'd you feel about it? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good, aggressive stuff. Sure. It didn't fall. Um, whenever I see, so the Compassion stuff is the best PV I've heard in a minute. For sure. Um, I think it held cl- most closely to what I love most about this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
this has power violence in there, but it wasn't really power violence. No, uh, it's just <laughs> mostly fast hardcore. Yeah, and grind. Um, but and and, and like little grind, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, little G grind. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, this was this was fine. It, I, I'm sure it's a ton of fun to play too. I know it is. Yeah. Um, I thought this sounded pretty fucking good. It's a demo. Yep. Uh, 39 second song felt like a full composition. I I would agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, this was this was pretty fucking good. It was better than I expected. Yeah, it was not bad at all. It was not bad at all. I I liked this just fine. This is the style of this is a particular style of like hardcore punk that has you know a little a little pinch of grind, a little pinch of PV, a little pinch of crust in it that either lives and dies in a basement or inevitably it goes a little bit more pro core and it kind of ends up on like this band opens for Converge when they come through town or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? This kind of like, this takes, you know, which way, modern man? This goes one way or the other, typically. Um, and I, so I've seen a lot of bands that sound like this in, in my many, many years of going to punk and hardcore shows at this point. And I'm rarely mad at it. I thought it was just fine. You know, it didn't do anything new. Wasn't trying to do anything new. Was straight to the point. Impressively, you're right. 39 seconds still felt like a full song, which is a big gripe I often have with songs that clock in at under a minute. Not the case here. Don't have any beef with this at all. We'll forget that I listened to it probably fairly promptly, but that's no fault of the band. They're just playing a style of music that's hyper abridged, and I've heard a lot of music that sounds like this in my life. What can you do? was pretty good. The uh, only grape I have is the logo makes me think it's going to be a slam band or something. Yeah, yes, so sure. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that. The uh, the presentation of this visually is uh, is like misleading. It does not tell me what this band is actually about, what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Looking at this, I would flip right past it. Mm-hmm. D- don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get into it. Let's roll the dice and see which one of these... 50-50. T- 50-50 chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two. Okay. This one looks cooler, for sure. Um, this is the Basel, Baselvat, an old forgotten text. I wonder if that old forgotten text is Mein Kampf. <laughs> um, so, the Turner Diaries. <laughs> yeah, the Turner Diaries, yeah, for sure. Or some Madame Blavatsky text, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, now we're getting ready. Now I'm getting real in the weeds with Nazi call. I'm really pl- I'm showing my hand here to the fact that I know about Madame Blavatsky and well, Thelema. You, you just listened to the last podcast and left, so. Uh, they talk about oh yeah they did they did the they did the the the, uh, they talk about Blavatsky on the the Nazi occult yeah but that's not how I know about her I know about her because I'm deeply steeped in Nazi (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right because I because I know about the I know about the SS castle (laughs) right so and the buried treasure in the lake outside of it Um, okay so uh, there was a song on here that Jay recommended let me double check what it is he said oh no he didn't actually he just said that it it's kind of black magic SS adjacent which means that it's maybe sketchy and again i see a combat boot with a rune on it so um yeah let's just uh let's dive into it man there's uh the first song is is queued up to play the run times are kind of all over the place like this one is four the next one is you know six and a half minutes well crum- crumbling has lyrics yeah i was gonna say but so, there's only two lines of lyrics yeah and that's a seven uh, almost seven and a half yeah, minute I, long song i can't read what the lyrics say. i wonder if some of this stuff is like i wonder if any of this shit is instrumental because it's it's described as like psychedelic and I think, atmospheric i think it all is yeah maybe so i think we fucked up 
Maybe we did. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we I think, did. I think we fucked up let's because, just, yeah. Let's just jump into it, though. Whatever. That's fine. If we fucked up, Yo, we fucked up. we got to be careful. There's a nine-minute song on here. Yeah, let's maybe let's just jump in right to the beginning because, like, there aren't... You're, you're correct. There's two lines of lyrics, and I don't think that they actually are lyrics because one, it says, no, Baselot get yeah. Nilgore pipe drum vocal. So, right. I do, yeah. Uh, let's let's just jump in where they where they want us to, right at the top. So we're going to listen to The Master by Baselvat off an old forgotten text. Yeah. 
we just heard the song The Master by Baselvat off of an old forgotten text uh, there. I think that is, I think that's just available on, like, I think that's dis- just digital as, mm. as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's not like a physical release for that, which was kind of surprising to me just because the art seems like actually thought out. There seems to be general effort going on here. So it, it kind of baffles me that this came out in June and is not on at, at least a cassette or something. Um, I'm interested to hear how you felt about that. Cause I'll, I'll just say up front, I, I actually quite liked that. Yeah. That grew on me. Yeah. When it first came. So I, I, okay. Looking at the art, mm-hmm. I was expecting something a lot gruffer, mm-hmm. sure. shorter to the fucking point. Yeah. Kind of what I was hoping for. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. And then I scrolled down to the bottom and I saw atmospheric epic shoegaze. Like, oh, okay. Sure. Um, and, uh, this, this definitely grew on me. Um, we looked at the, the, the folks up in this band, checked them out on Metallum and Discogs and stuff. You never know for sure, but I don't think we're dealing with some dyed in the wool racists. I think we're just dealing with a couple of nerds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They a couple lo- of nerds having fun. They look super young. Uh, you know, they're, one of the dudes in his Discogs picture is wearing a, a Burzum shirt. So at the very least he's, he's down with sketchy stuff and is probably aware that, some of the imagery employed here may or may not push buttons. Does it, does, does I think this person pretty much get a pass on being sketchy though? Almost universal. Depends on who you ask. Some people definitely not. Some people. Yes. I, I, I own Burzum shirts. I will say this though. Your willingness to like ride for sketchy stuff is not an indication of your politics as best exemplified on the, on the demo listen podcast <laughs> to which you are currently listening. <laughs> right, right. Right. Cause my, uh, my politics we, I would say are firmly not sketchy, firmly not sketchy. Depending on who you talk to. Depending on who you talk to. But my proclivity for sketchy art and media in all its many forms is like, it's strong. Insatiable. It's, it is insatiable. Yes. I actively seek it out at every possible turn. Right. Yeah. We rolled the dice over and over again, just in the hopes that we would land on something with a sketchy rune on it. Right. right. We listened to nine bands on this episode an uh, unprecedented turn of events in this show, just because something kind of sketchy might be in the mix. And what a kick in the ass that is for Adam. Yeah, for sure. We submitted something and we're like, sorry, you're the only one. <laughs> the only one, dude. The only one. But I'll check it out tomorrow. I will check it out tomorrow. It looks cool for sure. But yeah, this is cool. Like people in the, in the descriptions where they, you know, are reviewing the songs after purchasing the release, uh, compare it to like, if yes, uh, decided to make a black metal album. So, and I was thinking like, if this were maybe a little more, a little more tongue in cheek. Sure. Yeah. This, this is, is like a, a, a grindstone release. Sure. Absolutely. I, I had the exact same thought, for sure. This seems to take itself just a little bit more seriously than the grindstone stuff. This doesn't seem to be intentionally taking the piss. Uh, that said, I think that the the chasm between the very clear ability here and the production style works really well. I really like the lo-fi production with full-on like prog level shredding in it i think that works really well the keys work really well Mm -hmm. it was energetic for the entirety of the four minutes i'm sure that won't be the case on every song here because they did tag this you know shoegaze and atmospheric i'm sure some of these songs will veer more in that direction it'd be nice if there was maybe some dungeon synth in there or something absolutely i like the look of this i like the fact that looking at the dudes in this band they appear to be very young dorks um 
everything about this I'm like I'm pretty into it's yeah. pretty cool I like this I will for sure check out this record and uh, if I like the rest of it as much as I like that song I'll go back and, and listen to the rest of the releases and probably see like because they all they have played in other bands and like solo projects and stuff according to Metallum and Discogs um, I'll, I'll check out what is in these folks orbit because I think this is genuinely very cool mm-hmm and probably not actually sketchy, but maybe I'll say it's encouraging with how young these dudes are that like, because something that's very underrepresented, and I say this because I'm just about to describe me, is the guy who is not sketchy, but he's who who's like down to down to dabble a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> and down to just like make people go, oh, I don't know, a rune. And then when you talk to him, it's quick. You're quick to discover, oh, this person's not sketchy at all. There's, there's, normal, normal ideas. There's, there, we are, we are currently living in an era that uh, doesn't have a lot of patience for nuance. That's exactly right, for sure. So I like a young kid who's just like, let's push someone's button, let's throw a rune on here. Why the fuck not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's not at all representative of their politics or or whatever, throw a rune on there just because you can. Uh, so let's let's read some some text messages real quick, and then we'll call it. We only have two two text messages, and they're really short. And then uh, and then an email. So the first one we have uh, on the conversation about having to ask labels for bands to play shows. I wanted to give Gate Creeper a shout out. A few years ago, they played a hometown show without asking their label, and essentially played as a Gate Creeper tribute band under the name Vape Creeper. It was at Gary's place, quote unquote, a small fucked up punk venue. And Eric, the guitarist, was cooking hot dogs in a grill in the parking lot in between sets. Great show. Love those dudes. That is a good mood. Yep. If you, if you want to get out of label or booking agent obligations and you're a big band, be cool like uh, Gate Creeper and just uh, just create the smallest level a level of plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Just say, oh, that wasn't us. That was Vape Creeper. Yeah. You know, there yeah. you go. Bada boom, bada bing. Wash your hands of it. Um, so we got got one here. The No Gleaming Light YouTube page isn't for pussies like Gay Jordan. That's me, I would assume. <laughs> I think I'm Gay Jordan. Uh, check it out if you are tired of all the weak submissions on this piece of shit. <laughs> Sack up. Uh, I did check out the new gle- uh, the, the No Gleaming Light YouTube page. Um, it looks like it is exactly for pussies like Gay Jordan. Because uh, it appears to be like a lot of like raw black metal and shit. There's some stuff that we've heard on the show on there. It seems like it's like the No Deal or No Punks in K-Town or Anti for like black metal shit. Okay. It looks cool. I, I will I will subscribe to it and, and probably keep up to date with the stuff that they're putting out because it, it looks looks right up my alley, actually. Yeah. Oh, dude. Paramilitant from Turkey. Oh, I wonder. I wonder, uh, <laughs> I wonder the, what their per- the, political the name of this demo are. is "Emetic Spear of Intolerance." Oh, that's, yeah. See, I, that, oh, I, I want to know like what an emetic spear is, dude. But see, this is this is my this is my kryptonite. It's like <laughs> this is the thing that trips me up. This is why I will remain like <clears throat> I'll always have a paper trail of sketchy shit that keeps me out of the upper echelons of anything, even if I were to become successful on any level is because I hear the name paramilitant and pneumatic spear of intolerance. Would, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I uh, hear the word intolerance. Yes. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what do we got here? Okay. Yes, for sure. You, there's no quicker way to get me to click on your demo than to throw intolerance right. in the name. Right. You know right, what I mean? right. And if there's a spear or a weapon, if there's a, a blade, if there's a flail, anything that, possesses the intolerance trait in using RPG parlance. I'm going to, I'm going to click on the demo. Like, hey, what's the name of your band? Eben Intolerance. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's see what's going on here. Yeah. 
Paramilitant, also mm. great band name. I'm going to subscribe to that literally the second I get home and start digging into that. Yeah. Like I said, it sounds like exactly it's exactly for pussies like Gay Jordan. <laughs> so, all right. So we got one. Uh, so Pete, who sub who submitted the eye teeth stuff, um, he says <clears throat> this is uh he said he he doesn't think he can leave a voicemail. I don't know why that would be. Maybe because he's overseas. Nope, um, nobody's been able to leave a voicemail. That's evidently not. Yeah. Uh, he said, I was thinking about the term power violence after listening to the originators the other day. It's not exactly a hot take for a thing that happened and died pretty much 30 years ago, but there should be rules if you're going to throw the term about in bios. Seven inch only releases or potential CD compilations, 12 tracks minimum, 30 to 60 seconds length, political slash social lyrics. At least one member should have a hard drug habit and or be a dealer. Corpses, skulls only in artwork, influence taken from 85 to 95 era, no email addresses, CA zip mandatory, the California zip code man mm. mandatory, cassette four track recording, half the band must have long hair dreads, visible track marks on at least one member. I could go on. If it falls outside of these limitations, then it's just hardcore. That's fine, but don't fuck with it and ruin PV, man. Uh, Re Fleshwater, the artwork alone was a red flag. I think oh, you, for I, sure. I think you were trolled. I've seen this let's piggyback the hardcore tag before. Awful. Thanks, Pete. I think of strong assertions all around there. Yeah, I think pretty solid analysis. For sure. I, I yeah, for sure. I don't no, know. No chains. No chains. I no. don't know, Ab dude. That's absolute no. No, but I think about, I'm trying to think about. Unless they're wrapped around your fist. Yeah, but I'm thinking about like spaz and despise you, I feel like would be pro very pro-chain. Uh, maybe. You know what I mean? I think there's chain maybe. overlap for maybe. sure. There might be chain overlap. I just, man, I don't know. I'm stuck on it, man. I just can't imagine as a grown-ass man looking at yourself and remember like, you know what? Yeah. This little thin metal around my neck. I can imagine it because I do it almost every day. Bizarre. It's great. Bizarre. Feels good. Makes me feel sexy, strong, <sighs> powerful, <sighs> in charge, large and in charge. Bizarre. I will I will add to the list here, and Pete did mention he could go on, so obviously he wasn't he was just uh cutting cutting off there for the sake of brevity, I would assume. But also one member of the band should probably be pushing into obesity for sure. I you see a fat guy in a power violence band, I know what's up. I wanna mm. I wanna I want a fat guy in a PV band. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You don't think so? I don't know. I think most good PV bands have one fat guy. You think? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they've been around long enough that somebody inevitably uh, inevitably has become fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking off the top of my head, there's beefy boys in PV. There are beefy boys in PV. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's let's call it there. We've gone on. We've gone long tonight, baby. We tried to bring you something sketchy. Failed. We more probably failed. Yeah, for sure. No, we did. But it was good. It was good. But we I brought you it. something good. And we've played you a lot of music. And also a lot of the music on this episode was very like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is fine. This is okay. And that last one, I was like, okay, I'm perking my ears up here. And, you know, there's, it's also, it, it's not two song, it's not a two song promo. It's a proper fucking. Like, yeah, there's like a fucking hour of music. There's, there's an hour of music there, right? So uh, I think it was worth it. So uh, if you want to submit, uh, well, I already told you how to submit music. If you want to leave us a message, you can call us at 260-222-8341. Just keep your message a minute and a half or under, or shoot us a text. You can also, conversely, you can shoot us an email like a few people did today, like Morrison and Pete did. That's totally fine as well. Um, thanks to everybody who listens to the show. I won't belabor the point anymore and tell you to, you know, rate and review, all that kind of shit. You already know. We'll see you on the next episode.